Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast with your beer guzzling connoisseurs, Bob Moffat and Jorge Oseguera. I'm here at Device Brewing in Sacramento with Ken Anthony, and Ken is about to pour a little bit of wonderment. What do we got here, Ken? And tell me about the operation we got going here. Well, first of all, thanks for being here. Um, it's great to have you and be part of your podcast. Uh, what we have here is a batch of our Kiss Me, I'm Dryrish, Dry Irish Stout, and uh, we're going to be serving it on nitro today. See a beautiful cascade here. We shoot for about a two-minute cascade. And there we are. Describe the color, if you would. And it's a little lighter than folk might be expecting as I walk into a forklift. Well, so, as you can see, of course, the cascade is, uh, the head is much lighter. It's, uh, it's a tan head. As this starts to develop and cascade down, being that it's on nitro, you're going to see it's uh, a very, very dark, almost black beer. Um, or if you pull, hold it up to the light, there's some um, highlights of garnet, kind of a deep ruby. So for those of you at home, this is the combination of dark brown and amber and burnt umber that you would use maybe to decorate your house. It has all those different colors of, uh, of tan and brown and so tell me about the operation. How'd you get, how'd you get in this racket? Uh, I was a home brewer for years. I went to college down in San Diego at UC and was really into home brewing and got into visiting all the craft breweries down there and being involved in the burgeoning craft beer scene in San Diego. When I moved up to Sacramento at the end of 2011, I looked around said to my wife, wow, if we were ever going to start a brewery, this is the place to do it, because at the time there really wasn't a whole lot going on. And so, you know, after quite a bit of convincing, um, I left my job as a structural engineer and opened a very, very tiny, um, what we called back then a nano brewery, and on, on a shoestring budget with no partners, investors, or loans. And with, uh, with what little money we had saved up to, to buy a house, we, we launched our little brewery, and now almost six years later, we were operating on a, a modified seven-barrel system. We brew about 30 barrels a day. We have over 300 barrels of fermentation space in our cellar, and last year in 2018, we produced 5,000 barrels of beer. Now, just tell me about the, uh, you said that somebody had to be convinced, or talked into doing this. This wasn't you, right? That was my wife. <laughs> Just tell me about how that went, about how, what you had to do in order to, to get this. Sure. Um, well, so we had a one-year-old baby, and uh, I had a great job with a great salary and benefits, and I said, honey, I want to leave this job with our one-year-old baby, take all the money that we've been saving, and dump it into a brewery. How long did it take for the swelling to go away? <laughs> it still hasn't gone away. <laughs> well, it took about, I mean, just for the convincing... I would say it was probably a solid six months of just talking about it, laps and laps around McKinley Park, pushing our baby in the stroller. Um, and when, when it kind of came to a head where we were going to either make a decision to do it or not, my wife said, look, she was drinking a Speedway Stout that we had bought at uh, Pangea. And she said, look, if you can brew an Imperial Stout that's even close to this one, we'll do it. So I said, challenge accepted. And so uh, I brewed the first ever batch of Brits in Moscow, which is uh, our, you know, really our flagship Imperial Stout. And it was pretty darn good. And she said, okay, this is really good. I, I think I can get behind this thing. 
Nice. All right. So we're going to save for the best for last in part because it's uh, completely full of, of, of foam. And we're going to try these. And since it's a St. Patrick's Day themed event, we're going to start off with Murphy's. So this looks like a, a nitro widget can. Yep. Okay. Draft style. Beautiful. So it's a uh, mostly... Uh, uh, what would you call it? Vanilla colored uh, can with black around the edge with Murphy's. It's the imported stout, the draft style. Since 1856, Murphy's stout has been brewed in cork using our authentic recipe. Pride ourselves in using only the finest natural ingredients, pure pale malt, chocolate malt, roasted barley, and hops. And you're lifting up one to the other to compare the two. What are you seeing? Identical. Um, identical colored head. Ours might be a touch touch lighter. Our head is, is a nice tan head, uh, tan to off-white. This one may be a touch darker, but holding the actual beers side by side, I see an almost identical highlight. This one might be a touch more garnet, but not by much. I'd almost have to pour a little bit more in this glass to see, but that's okay. We got, got a, nice, uh, a nice comparison here. We, we've got here with us um, uh, Phil, who is uh, one of our key staff here is our, our director of strategic operations, also a nationally certified BJCP beer, mead, and cider judge, and an award-winning homebrewer. What's the uh, your first impression? I get wonderful dark roast, um, a little bit of toffee, not a stringent character at all. It's uh, got a sweet, um, semi-sweet malt finish, at least aromatically. It is nice and dry. It's uh, yeah, it's very well attenuated, and it's got a, that semi-creamy uh, texture, which is a wonderful mouthfeel for a dry stout. All right, and you? Well, I get a lot of that roast on there, but it's not astringent. It's not off-putting. It doesn't um, it doesn't give that sort of over-roasted coffee ashtray sense that you can get out of uh, black patent malt and used in too heavy of uh, of uh, doses. Very that's dry. what that's what does it. Yeah, the roasted You're the first person to ever identify what that is. <laughs> well, it, it, it's easy to do. It doesn't take much to turn pale beer into black beer. Um, and if you get too heavy-handed with it, you get sort of the ashtray effect, I, yeah, I call ashtray, it. Excessive acid. Mm -hmm. About 10% of the grain bill, if you're using black patent malt, that'll introduce um, a dramatic change in the color profile. On the back of the Murphy's can, yeah. ingenious floating draft flow system enables you to enjoy the creamy head of Murphy's from a can. The draft flow system device is removed in the can recycling process. Apparently you pour at a 45 degree angle as if this is some sort of ingenious development. Like, don't you normally pour at a 45 degree angle? All right. Oh, there's a lot of fruit in this one. I don't care for it. Okay, just hold on. Just do, what, that, that's, that's, that's the first taste. Let's try okay. it again. Try it again, just to give it a fair shake. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 not for me. This to me, he's got kind of like a burnt plum taste to it, and kind of a almost like a raisin smell. And uh, I'm gonna taste that again. Yeah, I I don't care for it. This this is not something that I would choose. Excellent, good, very good, poor, fair, cat. I'd lean towards the uh, poor and good. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah fair, me. fair. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair, fair, fair will work. Fair will work. Yep. And for me, it's it's light. It's very drinkable. Um, it's not 
particularly sweet. It is it's fairly it is fairly dry, mm -hmm. um, and it's got a nice finish, which I appreciate because there's one thing I loathe is ashtray and uh, excessive hops. Mm -hmm. So Ken, on a scale of the, our scale goes from excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, and wouldn't feed it to your cat. <laughs> well. Uh, so you said excellent, good? Excellent, very good. Very good is what I would give it. Yeah, I would give it very good. I don't know if I would give it excellent. It's a little roastier than I like, but it's very, very good. Phil? Yeah, I'd say very good to excellent. It's uh, near textbook bitter, bittersweet, which is, uh, that's the description that we use for a dry stout. All right, now, uh, you told me earlier that you were headed to, you're headed to Colorado. Uh, yeah, next week my wife and I are flying out to Denver, and then we're going to be uh, driving up to Fort Collins. Um, we've been invited to brew a collaboration with Odell Brewing, and so um, I'm jumping at the chance. Why? Uh, it's probably one of my favorite breweries on planet Earth. I think they make outstanding beer, uh, always to style, very creative. Uh, their, their barrel program is unbelievable and totally underrated, and uh, I'm a huge fan of 90 Shilling. Fantastic. All right. Does the Guinness for an extra stout? Yeah. Beautiful. I'm picking up some, some raisin and date on the nose. Uh, really, really nice uh, level of dried fruit. Man, almost just a hint of chocolate in the background. Um, yeah, really lots of fruit on there. Just huge, huge fruit. Almost maybe even a little bit of... Um, Almost a touch of plum as well. What do you get, Phil? I, I get, um, it pours a nice, very thick, again, moussey, highly persistent, uh, medium tan-colored head with super fine beads. Um, and it's just hanging in there. I like the lacing. Um, aromatically, the fruit jumps right out at you. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of um, interesting, uh, a depth of uh, residual malt character on the flavor with the fruit, um, like lightly roasted raisin and date. It's uh, uh, extremely well balanced, uh, well attenuated, um, semi-thick, chewy texture, and no astringency at all in the finish. Tons of fruit on the flavor Just, as well. Yeah. And Jorge? This is something that I could easily drink in the evening and really enjoy a nice, refreshing drink. I was surprised by how fruity actually it was and kids going for another another sample because yeah but it's it's uh do we expect when we see foreign extra stout do we expect that level of fruit i i think so uh, guinness found the u.s market to be a wonderful target audience for that particular brew and they they nailed it yeah absolutely okay. so jorge we'll start with you this time excellent very good good fair poor cat excellent okay i like it I'm not sure if it falls in excellent. Again, you guys are benevolent and I'm kind of crotchety. I like the flavors up front, but then after that, it just kind of gets kind of weird for me, kind of. I like it. It's better than a hoppy beer, but it's, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go good to very good. But then again, what do I know? Well, you know what you like and you know what you don't like, and that's what matters in, in, in the world of beer drinking. I, I would give this one um, a solid excellent. This is a textbook uh, example of the style. Very easy to drink, no astringency, no lingering bitterness, nice little roast, tons of fruit, um, very dry. I like it a lot. Yeah, the flavor and the aromatic bandwidth are just, it's hard to beat this. 
So it's a very it's a, it's sort of a party in the mouth right now. <laughs> so excellent, very yes. good, good, I'd fair say, forecast. I'd say if it's not excellent, it's very good to excellent. Yeah, I just took another pull off of it too, and I, I really like it up front. And then it's it's kind of like a mullet. I really like it up front, and then I'm not crazy about it in the rear. All right, and now back to the reason we're here, the dry Irish. We are literally using a nitro faucet that is attached to a fermentation tank. Not often you see that. No. And uh, we are going to be putting it in cans with the nitro widgets. So we will be doing a nitro can on this one, which will be our first ever nitro can release. Fantastic. Yeah. And where are you available? Uh, this particular release will be taproom only. It'll be at our uh, 14th Avenue Brewery, as well as our Midtown R Street taproom at Ice Blocks as well. Um, outside of that particular beer, uh, we are available throughout Northern California. You can pretty much find us anywhere. We're distributed in about 16 counties. Nice. And then outside the state? Nope. Not at all. Working on it? Nope. Not <laughs> right now. We're not working on it. We're doing our best to keep up with demand in Northern California. We haven't even opened up Southern California. That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. And it's also part of our vision. Which is? Well, we want to be California's brand. Fantastic. All right. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Slancha. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> What's in it? What are we expecting from it? And what are you hoping to deliver? It's primarily pale malt. Um, and we've got various dark and roasted malts uh, to round out the color and flavor profile. Very, very little um, hop character whatsoever. Super dry, low ABV. I believe this came in right around 5%. And... Yeah, pours a nice light tan head. Very, very creamy head. I mean, these are very tight bubbles, and we're coming right off the tank. Um, color, I would say it's deep, deep brown with, with garnet highlights. Um, it's a nice uh, little, bit of, little bit of chocolate on the nose. Almost a, it's almost a combination of milk and dark chocolate. There's just that touch of roast through there. What do you think, Phil? What do you get you know, off this? I, I would offer a little bit of mildly roasted coffee, and the texture is just very, it's very velvety. It just kind of dances on your palate. So it's just um, a brilliant, brilliant color. Clarity's right where it ought to be. It's properly nitrogenated. We did this in a very short period of time, the nitrogen. So um, the wonderful cascade, which unfortunately your listeners can't see directly, <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's a wonderful dry stout dry finish. Um, again, bittersweet is what we're looking for. I think you nailed it on the head with the, with the bittersweet. There is, there's a sort of an experience like the first part, it's, it's almost thick and then it almost like thins out at the end. It's sort of a weird, it's a unique experience. I don't remember having with a, with a, a kind of beer and that maybe is that because of the, the, just the, the, the bubbles and how it's the, the, the nitrogenation, when you first take start your sip on this, the nitrogenation has such a pillowy velvety character to it and that nitro just is uh, nucleating right on your palate and then when you you actually swallow the beer it's it's such a, a light and dry beer that it washes very clean it's not heavy and viscous nicely put I mean, the way I said it was really sort of dumb, but the way he said it sounded, made it sound really smart. All right, Jorge, your thoughts? I picked up on a light coffee and a light chocolate. I think it has a really good mouthfeel to it. It's very smooth, uh, very drinkable. Um, I'm really enjoying it. All right, so excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. 
You know, on, on this one, I'd have to go with Excellent again. I think you, you picked a good place to come and sample some beers. Um, it is very light and airy and, and uh, easy to drink. Yeah, the, it always goes back for me to what do you promise and what do you deliver and for what they're promising. Um, absolutely, I think it, it delivers. Um, I, they're just, it just made me my palate today, but um, I'm, I'm really picking up a lot on the, on the bitterness um, of, of several of the stouts today. And so it might just, might, might just be me. As far as the flavor and the balance, I like it. There's the aftertaste is good, but it's a skosh bitter for me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go good, very good, and be uh, and be grateful that I have it. Is it roasty or puckering for you? It's roasty. Okay. It's so just, puckering is usually the the characteristic that um, is introduced by astringency. So excess of bittering or, or ashiness. Um, the the excess of bittering is one one characteristic, um, but astringency is normally noted with like a puckering character, usually in the aft of the palate on the sides. Sides of the tongue, generally. That was above my yeah. my, my grade. What, he, you are a what again? You are. A, a, I am a nationally ranked uh, uh, BJCP judge. Wow. Yeah. He knows what he's talking. Hey, guess about. what? We aren't. We uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you've got refined yeah, palates. I'm well, sure. I yeah, we have palates. Um, you know, we have we both were born with tongues. We absolutely saved the best for last. So thank you for having us here in your fine establishment. And I mean, there's nothing prettier than, you know, a whole line of these stainless steel tanks. And to see this and to get to, you know, sample it before it's available to the public, well, it's a nice little treat as well. Well, you know, it's a treat to have you guys here. And thank you so much for sharing some amazing beers with us, uh, as well as your time. And for allowing us to be part of your podcast. I can't wait to listen to more episodes. He's Ken, he's Phil, he's Jorge, and I'm Bob. And that's another episode of the Stoutcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. It was cool, I'm being cool. Ice cold.